This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to invite you to follow the podcast on Telegram. Just search for Mr. Productivity. Nelson Tressler is a motivational speaker and the author of The Unlucky Sperm Club. He is the founder and CEO of I Got Smarter. He has used goals and personal development to design a life that he couldn't have imagined as a child born to a 15-year-old mother. Nelson became the first person in his family to graduate from college, served in the U.S. Air Force, became the top worldwide producer for a top commercial real estate company. And if that wasn't enough, he started over 10 businesses, including one of the country's largest privately held pet resorts. Nelson, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for your service to the to our country. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. People uh, don't realize they are able to do the crazy things they do because of people like you. And I, I, I always like to point that out on my show because this is the freest country in the entire world. I don't agree with burning the flag. I think it's horrendous. But this is the only country in the world you can burn the flag. Just want people to know that. I don't think people who burn the flag listen to my show anyways, Nelson. Probably not. <laughs> so, okay, um, I, I got to start with the elephant in the room, the unlucky sperm club. I mean, come on, that that's that's a ready-made title for the episode, obviously, because that's going to stop people from scrolling on the podcast players and like, what is this all about? So what is the unlucky sperm club all about? Yeah, so uh, you, you kind of touched on it. Um, my mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was a local trash collector in a small town in central Pennsylvania, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. He stuck a gun out the window and uh, opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding another. And uh, eventually he was captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty for what he had done. And during the trial, my mom, who's pregnant with me, gets up and testifies to the jury that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. Mm. And um, my mom's testimony worked. My, my grandfather's first trial ended in a hung jury. Uh, however, uh, he was tried again. Uh, the state took the death penalty off the table because of my mom's testimony. And he was eventually uh, found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, where he ended up spending the rest of his life more than 40 years behind bars, leaving behind in this small town uh, his family of 15 children, and uh, including my mom and now me, to deal with uh, the, the wake of uh, what he had done. And if you've ever lived in a small town, you know that everybody knows everybody's business. And, uh, you know, this being the biggest trial that ever happened there, everybody knew my family and, and specifically knew me and uh, what my mom had uh, testified to and had to deal with that uh, growing up uh, my, my, you know, my entire life. Uh, and that's kind of where the preface of the title came from. But, you know, I, I would put on uh, in quotes because uh, this uh, this book isn't about being a victim. It's about, you know, 
using not being a victim of your circumstances and being a product of your choices. And that was what I was able to do uh, whenever I became, you know, the first person in in that large family to ever get a college degree. And it wasn't easy, but I determined at a, at a very young age that I was not going to let, you know, what people thought about me and, uh, you know, misjudged me and, and my family. Uh, I use that as motivation to go above and beyond what anybody expected out of my life. Wow. What a story. I, I'm, I'm just blown away by that story you just shared with us because a lot of people suffer a lot less circumstances than you did. And they're like, well, I guess it's my lot in life. I guess I'm not, you know, designed to do X, Y, and Z. I was born in the wrong side of the tracks. I was born in the wrong town. But you didn't let that define you. And I, I think that is something that people need to hear because I don't care what you went through. Okay, you went through the event, but you have a choice. Are you going to dwell in that? Or are you going to say, look, I don't want that to define my life. And you chose the latter. You said, look, that's not going to define me. I'm going to go this different path. I'm going to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I believe everybody has the opportunity to do that. I mean, the situation that I was put in, you know, seems, you know, above and beyond. But, you know, I, I would say, I mean, it's all relative. And I think a lot of people that deal with other things, it, it affects them. But so we're, we're all dealing with those trials and those tribulations. Uh, but we all do have a choice. Uh, and that was one of the things that uh, kind of helped me. I mean, I, believe me, I, these circumstances was, was not something that I was out there sharing for the first, you know, 45 years of my life. In fact, the only person that knew about that outside of my town was my wife, who I felt obligated to kind of tell her, hey, this is kind of what you're getting into, you know, uh, if you do choose to marry me. Um, and I, I never told my kids about it. Uh, I never told my friends or coworkers uh, until, you know, I, I kind of was on the, you know, sold a couple of my businesses and was able to say, okay, what do I really want to do with the rest of my life? And I started to reflect upon why I had lived the life that I lived. Why was I put in that situation? And, you know, it came to me crystal clear that I was, I, I had made it through that. I had, I had been able to do some things with my life in spite of that. And I felt like I was able to do that so that I could inspire other people to do the same thing with their lives, to realize that you don't have to be a victim of your circumstances, but that you can be a product of your choices. And that situation, which weakened me my entire life, you know, uh, all of a sudden when I gave it a different meaning, uh, it started to strengthen me. And now not only do, do I love sharing that story because I know it inspires other people, um, I've gone on, you know, shows like yours to, to share it far and wide. And it was the same events that weakened me throughout my entire life. But as soon as I started to give it a different meaning, as soon as I started to say, hey, Nelson, you live through this. And because you did, you can inspire other people to live through their trials and their tribulations. And I believe that's one of the most empowering philosophies that we can use in our lives is we get to give meaning to everything that happens to us in our lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we get to assign meaning to everything, we need to dig deep 
to assign something that's going to strengthen us, something that's going to help us in our lives, not something that's going to weaken us, not something that we're going to look at and say, woe is me because this happened. And, and there are horrible things that happen. And, and I'm not trying to discount those things. But I truly believe that there is a silver lining in everything. And if we dig deep enough and look at things creative enough, we can find something that's going to help us uh, and, 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 you know, motivate us to uh, go above and beyond as opposed to letting it weaken us. Mm. Listener, I have a question for you. What excuses, now that you've heard Nelson's story, what excuses are keeping you from being the best version of yourself? Uh, we have this thing going on right now. It's called the COVID-19 pandemic. But you know what? There are people who are going, boo-hoo, woe is me. I can't do anything because I lost my job. And then there are people who are doing very well because they pivoted. They say, okay, here's the hand I was dealt. What can I do to become better, to serve more people? And we all have that choice. And when I see people on social media complaining about they want government handouts, I'm like, well, why can't you start a business? Now, I'm I'm blessed because I went virtual back in 2005 after I lost my job at a, at a corporate America. So I've been virtual for many years. But I, I, I think if you're making excuses, that, oh, it's because I'm not successful because of COVID, I, I think you should reevaluate or to use your word, reflect. Is that just an excuse? You can't, you can't blame everything on COVID or on Trump or on climate change. You have to take responsibility. Am I saying if you take responsibility right now, your life is going to be all roses and billion dollars? No, but it's going to begin you it's going to start you down a path that's going to be much better than the one you're on now. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Yeah, that, that's a dangerous game, blaming anything, uh, you know, giving anything control over your success and blaming it on somebody else or something else or circumstances because you're giving away all the control, right? I, I can't be successful until this person changes or this circumstance changes. And now you're left there with your hands in your pocket waiting for you know other things to change as opposed to saying, okay, this is going on, but here's the things that I'm in control of. And I think that's a very empowering philosophy to use in your life is we, we all go through bad things. Everybody out there is dealing with COVID, right? It's, it's one of those, it's one of those global events uh, that everybody has to deal with. But I guarantee you, when you look out there, everybody's not suffering because people are taking control of their circumstances and realizing like, okay, I can't control that the world is going through a pandemic, but here are the things that I can control. Here are the things that are within my control. And those are the things that I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to focus on politics. I'm not going to focus on, you know, what's going on in the world. I'm going to focus on those things that I have control with every single day. And that's when you take back the control of your success and the control of your life. I I applaud the restaurants that after, I think it was a month of COVID back in March of 2020, they said, you know, they're closed down. No one can go in the restaurants and they go, hey, wait a minute. Why don't we just double down on our delivery efforts? 
And I think long after COVID leaves us, and it will eventually leave us, it, it may not go away entirely, but we'll go back to some sense of normalcy. I think that is so fundamental as a part of our lives that we will use Uber Eats, we will use Grubhub, we will use the other companies. I think those companies are going to be around for a long time because some people may want to go to a restaurant, some people, they want to stay home. And so I think that whole industry is now forever in our lives. But there are some businesses that say, well, you know, the experience is coming to the restaurant. Yeah, but even if you can open the 100% capacity, there are some people that for the rest of their lives, that they're 50, 60 years old, they never come to your restaurant again, but they want your food. So you can either say, okay, we're going to pivot and we're going to deliver. Remember when pizza was the only thing you can get delivered to your home? Now, any food you want, donuts, ice cream, coffee, they will deliver to your home. And I really think this is a, a really good sign of people saying, okay, here's the situation. How can we overcome it? And a lot of businesses, at least here in Houston, are doing remarkably well because they did pivot during the COVID. They didn't play the blame game. Yeah, and, and I, I think every time that there's a problem, uh, there's an opportunity for somebody to solve that problem. And that's that's what I look at. Whenever there's problems, whenever there's issues that I see, uh, I look for ways that how can you solve that? Because that's an opportunity. And I think that's what's going to happen with these delivery companies is they, they were out there before COVID, but they probably weren't top of mind because that wasn't in our behavior. Mm -hmm. But now those things are in our behavior as well as with the restaurants to deliver stuff. I mean, you know, my, my son gets delivered fast food. Like if, if you ever thought, okay, Chick-fil-A or McDonald's is going to deliver to your house. I mean, that was so ridiculous, you know, a couple years ago, but now it's like, it's normal. And, and it probably happens at my house a couple times a week. That, that's just amazing. You know, and I remembered, uh, you know, when COVID hit and I couldn't go out and speak anymore and I started doing virtual keynotes, which is kind of weird to be in your house doing a virtual keynote. But, you know, I could say, look at, no, I'm not going to serve these people because they're not there in person. Or I could say, you know what? I'm going to still deliver the content I can to this iPhone camera. And I know people on the other end are going to get value from it. And so I just like what you talked about the blame game, because so many people, I mean, blame game has been around here way before COVID. I mean, people don't want to take responsibility. That's what really shocks me. If you look at successful people in our world, whether Oprah or Tim Ferriss or Brendan Burchard or Grant Cardone, the list goes on and on. They don't play the blame game. They go, okay, Here's an obstacle. Okay, what do I have to do to overcome that obstacle? I'm watching a show right now. Uh, I found out about it just like a week ago called Undercover Billionaire. Have you heard about it? I have. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, it's it's on it. Discovery Plus, and it's it's incredible. Now, the premise of the story, if you're not familiar with it, they take these billionaires. That's why it's called Undercover Billionaire, and they fly him to a town they've never been to. They don't know anybody in. They give him a hundred dollars cash, an old pickup truck and a phone with no contacts. And they have to build a business from a hundred dollars to a million dollars in 90 days. And if you watch the beginning of the show, they're like, okay, they have their knowledge obviously, but they have no contacts, but they didn't give up. They wanted to give up. They cried. They got frustrated, but they overcome 
the obstacles. And that's what you have to approach life, whether it's a health issue, a career issue, a pandemic, you have to sit there and say, okay, this is my obstacle. How do I overcome it? Because I think quitting is a lazy way out. Yeah. And, and, and the thing with any obstacle is you have to rise above an obstacle, right? That's it, just the way you, to get over it. And in order to rise above it, you have to grow as a person. And that's what I found with a lot of the struggles and a lot of the trials in my life is that I had to become a better version of myself in order to overcome it. So whenever things like that come up, I mean, nobody wants obstacles in their lives. Nobody wants struggles. But when they do happen, and they will happen, I look at that as an opportunity to grow as a person and to become a better version of myself in order to get over that obstacle. And I agree with you 100%. I mean, you can't, you cannot, you know, you can't fail until you quit. If you never quit, you're never going to fail. And I've been to a lot of... uh, trials in my life where I wanted to quit and uh, throw up my hands and and give up. And if I would have done that, I wouldn't be on your show today. And I I wouldn't be living the the life that I'm living today. Uh, And you know what you realize is you look back years later or even months later, and you realize, you know what, if I would have quit, I was this close to getting through this. And I think there's so many people out there that kind of throw up their hands, that quit and, you know, there, there are a few decisions away from getting through that trial. I mean, I, uh, we've all heard that story where the gold miner, you know, uh, was digging in the mountain looking for gold. And, uh, you know, he did it for a few months and then he threw up his hands and he's like, okay, I'm going home. And he sold his gold mine. And then the next guy came in there and dug three and a half feet and hit the biggest, you know, strike in Colorado. And uh, I think there's so many of us like that, that quit just before we're going to reach success. I just wrote down on my notes so I wouldn't forget the story of three feet from gold from Think and Grow Rich. And then you went and stole my thunder. So oh, I'm sorry. Off my, no, it's okay. I think it's <laughs> really important because, you know, I was fired from my job in July 2005. And let me tell you something. I don't have a private jet like Grant Cardone. I don't have a private island like, uh, like uh, Richard Branson has. But I'm doing better today than I did back in 2005. There are a lot of lean years. I share my story from July 2005 to the end of 2020. I made a total of $40,000, not a year, total. And people go, how come you're not homeless? I have a very loving and supportive wife who believes in me. My problem was when I first became an entrepreneur, I was throwing money after courses or after coaches and going to seminars and conferences, not doing my due diligence. And I ran out of money because I thought just having any coach would, would be the thing. It's not. You have to find the right coach. You have to find the right course. And, and so through it all, my wife never ceased in believing in me. And I always tell people, if you truly want to be successful, got to have at least one person in your life who is cheering you on no matter what. If you don't have that, per- especially if you're married, your spouse better be 100% on board because they are going, when are you going to get a real job? You're a loser. It's really difficult to stay motivated. So I encourage you that if you want to continue to live your best life ever, have at least one person that is cheering you on. Because let's be honest, Nelson, most people are pulling you down. Ah, don't work so hard. Take the weekend off, go on vacation, you know, you know, watch TV, play video games. You don't want those people influencing you. You want the people that are cheering you on. Hey, 
you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to MrProductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, MrProductivity.com. Yeah, I I agree 100%. You definitely need people in your corner and especially those closest to you. Uh, But what I would add, too, is no amount of cheering from the sideline um, is ever going to overcome your own thoughts and your own believing in yourself. And uh, I've seen so many people like that, that, you know, they have all the they have all this support and, you know, they've got their family support and they've got the support of, uh, you know, great friends. But they don't believe in themselves. And no matter how much support and how much cheering from the sideline, if you don't believe 100% in yourself and if you don't see your own potential and and believe that you can do it, uh, nothing's going to work for you. So, you know, ha- surround yourself with those people that are going to support you and, and help you and believe in you. But I think even more importantly is you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to understand that you can do it. And once you do that, it doesn't even matter if you don't have that support. You'll get through it. Uh, so I think that's the most important thing. But it absolutely helps when you have those friends and family that are going to support you as well. Yeah, because like you said before, we're all going to have obstacles. It's part of life. My Aunt Rory has the saying that she she served our country as well in the Army. And she learned a phrase, maybe you've heard of this, improvise, adapt, and overcome. So when you come to an obstacle, you improvise, adapt, and overcome. That is not in the mantra of the armed services to quit. I don't see that in here. Okay, you come, if you're on the battlefield of the real battlefield or the battlefield of life, and you come to an obstacle, which you will because it's part of life, you can improvise, adapt, and overcome, but don't quit because if you quit, I believe you're robbing the world of the gift you were put here. I believe everyone was put on this planet for a reason. I mean, you're a member of the Unlucky Sperm Club, but you know what? You're here for a reason. Maybe it's to write the book and with the message, but nobody is here by accident. You know, whether you believe in God like I do or not, you're not an accident. You are here for a reason. The problem is most people don't understand that they're here for a reason. They think, well, I don't understand why I'm here. You may not understand why you're here, but I promise you, you are here for a reason. Yeah, I mean, one of the best things I think anybody can do is realize how much potential lies within them. Mm. And once once you show somebody that, I mean, that that was one of my biggest things growing up, you know, in the situation that I did. I thought that, one, I was a mistake, you know, two, that I had really had no worth. Uh, and I kind of acted accordingly. But then all of a sudden, whenever I was able to get my college degree and be able to serve, you know, uh, in the military, and I started to realize like, wow, I, I can do hard things. And I started to realize that I had some potential in there that I hadn't realized yet. And as I started to realize that potential, I was never willing to settle for less again. And I think once you realize how much potential lies within you, in all of us, just like you said, all of us are special. All of us are here for a reason. All of us have this incredible potential to live extraordinary lives. And a lot of times, you know, we don't realize that. But as soon as we sit down and realize, you know what, no matter what happens, I mean, I have dyslexia. 
So I, I was in special ed in school all the way up till 10th grade. Uh, I still struggle with dys- dyslexia. And, uh, you know, for someone with dyslexia to, to write a book, writing a book is hard enough. Mm. With dyslexia, it makes it, you know, 10 times harder. But, you know, I realized I could do it. There, there, where there was a will, there was a way. And uh, I think all of us have to realize how much potential is within us and not not look at things like, oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a struggle. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be uncomfortable. That's when we grow. That's when we're going to reach our potential. We have to become uncomfortable. We have to do the things that scare us. And uh, when you start doing that on a regular basis, that's when you start to realize more and more of your potential. And you become this version of yourself that is unrecognizable. As, as I said here today, uh, I, I am I am nowhere near the type, you know, the person that I was 30 years ago or 20 years ago or even five years ago because I keep reaching that version of myself that exceeds that last version of myself. And we all have that ability. Mm-hmm. Kathy, uh, Kathy Lee Gifford says, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. So let me translate that for you, listener. If you're alive, you're here for a reason. And I believe that if you're Christian like I am, if you don't use the purpose you are here for and you die and go to heaven, I, I think you're going to have a very sad uh, conversation with God. He's going to say, I put something in your heart. And you know what it is. We know what that thing is. We're just like, ah, could I be a writer? Could be a podcaster? Could be I co- be a coach? Could be a speaker? Listen, if you're feeling a tug on your heart to do something, I would listen to your heart because there's a reason why that's there. And I, I get really sad when people go, well, I feel like I should be a writer, but I don't know. I'm like, why? I mean, if you are telling me you want to be a writer or a coder or whatever, that's that's your body telling you, hey, this is what I want to do. And you should go do it instead of going, well, what if I'm not good? What if I fail? Don't go down that path. Start doing what you're called to do. And then if you do it for a little while, if you're like, oh, this isn't for me, then you can say, okay, I'll try something else. But make sure you're listening to that that still small voice in your heart. Yeah, I mean, it's the parable of the talents, right? Yes. I mean, we're, we're, we, need to, uh, we need to try to reach our potential. And, uh, you know, I think Les Brown's the one that said it, you know, is uh, uh, the, def- the definition of hell is when the person that uh, you – the person on the deathbed meets the person that you could have became. Mm. And I think we all are, are going to be in that boat. I mean, none of us are going to live a life without uh, some regrets or some remorse, right. but uh, you know, we can absolutely lessen that. And I, I, I think we're all going to get to that stage of our lives and think what could have been. And we need to do that today. You know, we need to do that right now. We need to start where we're at. Everybody wants things to kind of be perfect. They want all the traffic lights to be green before they head down that road of success. And it never happens. And the best the best place to start is where you're at. And the best time to start is right now. And, um, you know, if people would just do that and not understand that you don't have to have all the answers, you don't have to have all the resources, everything doesn't have to be lined up, but take that first step. Because success is a lot like walking through fog. You know, you, you can't see the landscape, you know, you maybe you can't even see your hand in front of your face. But when you take that first step, all of a sudden you can see a little bit further 
and you take the next step and the next step and eventually you get through that fog and you can see that landscape. But none of that happens until you take that first step followed by the next and the next and the next. Unless you're a trust fund baby or a member of royalty, everyone starts at ground zero. Tony Robbins started from ground zero. Elon Musk started from ground zero. Oprah Winfrey started from ground zero. You can't name me one non-trust baby, trust fund baby, non one non-royalty member who was successful that didn't start at ground zero. Grant Cardone was in drugs for many, many years. He turned himself around. He's got a helicopter and a plane and a, a you know major portfolio. Everyone starts at the ground, but you've got to start. Like you said, you've got to start because if you don't start, it's very difficult to reach your goal. Yeah. And I mean, again, everybody, everybody just needs to start with what they have. I mean, resources are never the problem. I talk about that in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. And that was one of the lessons that I had to learn growing up in the situation that I grew up in. And my mom taught me this was resources are never the problem. Like she just had to figure out a way to make things work with, you know, five small children and and being on welfare. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, in my, in my book, I talk about, we had no heat one winter and, um, you know, it was me and, and my, uh, brother and it was cold in Pennsylvania, uh, but she had no money for oil heat. And I remember us going down into the kitchen and her pulling a mattress there and turning on the stove and uh, opening the oven and nailing a blanket over the door and heating up one room of our house Mm -hmm. with the stove. And she just showed me how to be resourceful and how to get through things. And that is a great lesson. It, and, and I think a lot of people talk about resources is, are, are never the issue. Being resourceful is the issue. Yes. And, and I think that's what people need to kind of put their mind around. Like, okay, I don't have these resources. How can I overcome that? And just start looking for opportunities to overcome these hurdles because that stops everybody else. And if you don't allow them to stop you, you're that much further ahead in fulfilling your goals and your dreams and your aspirations. Mm. Homework assignment for the listener. Go watch Undercover Billionaire. Go get a month of Discovery Plus and watch it. Don't watch so much the storyline. There are so many lessons. Nelson, when I watch this show, I've got my bullet journal right next to me. I keep pausing. Uh, the, The show can write notes down. If you want an MBA in life, you want an MBA in success, go watch Undercover Billionaire. It is chock full of information and you can learn a lot. So you gave us a lot to think about. I learned a lot. I know the listener did. Where can we go to find out more about what you're doing in the world and how we can get in contact with you? Yeah, you can go to nelsontressler.com and everything's available there. Uh, My book is available, The Unlucky Sperm Club. Uh, available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon or Audible, if you like listening to it. And, you know, my, my kind of focus is on goals and helping people achieve their life's biggest goals. And I have developed a couple apps to help people do that. One is six months to success, the number six uh, months, the number two success. Um, and you can find that at six months to success.com or on the app store. And my other app is I Got Smarter, and that is also available on the app stores. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for being with us today and sharing your insights. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.